Hey everyone, it's your host Ellie Lee and welcome to my podcast where I interview artists from the entertainment industry and we get their stories, their journeys. How did they get to where they are now? What were your obstacles, the trials, the tribulations? These are the people who took the path less followed and went for it when everyone else said no. I hope this podcast inspires you to get off your butt and chase your dreams. Take that leap of faith because it will be the best thing you will ever do in this short life. Welcome to this episode of When I Grow Up. I feel like I have a very interesting relationship with food. And when I say interesting, I don't mean in, in, in a positive way. I feel like there's a lot of pros and cons to my relationship with food. And I think it, it you know, stems from when I was younger. Like I was always chubby. I was, had like this huge head growing up and I was always chubbier than all my like church Korean friends. And you know, Asian women in general are, are pretty much very petite and they're very small. And I was never petite or small. I was always just like this chubby, huge headed, big cheeks little girl. And I think that uh, my relationship with food, I never understood it. You know, I always thought like food makes me feel better. Food makes me feel good. You know, food, it, when I put food down my throat, I'm just feeling like I'm a hundred. And it's not until I think now in my adult years and, you know, since I transitioned into like a plant-based diet and I'm a vegan now that I start to really look at food differently. Like I know that you don't want to hear about veganism right now, but listen to me. I started really caring about food and, and what I was eating and what was on my plate and how I was nourished myself and it's become this thing now where I like I love to cook and I love learning new recipes and I love when something comes out good and I feed it to my non-vegan boyfriend he's like wow babe this is good and I'm like I know I am just man should I just quit everything and just become a chef he's like don't do that I'm like oh okay sorry to come okay um but I'm on this low-carb diet now because for a while I was doing the vegan thing, but I wasn't really looking at the things that I was eating. You know, like I was eating vegan food, but I was like shoving snacks constantly, you know, and a lot of junk food is vegan. Oreos are vegan. Uh, a lot of chips are vegan. And I just started like munching a lot of junk food and I started, you know, eating really late and I would wake up with like stomach aches every uh, every morning and it would just ruin my day. You know what I mean? Even if I went to the gym, I knew that I wasn't eating right. And so now I'm starting to eat right. And it's been probably like five days since I've been really conscious of like not eating junk food and not shoving my face at night. And it has been a game changer, honestly, because I feel lighter. And, and yes, in the sense, physically, I do feel lighter. I went on my scale and I dropped a pound and I was just like, okay, girl, okay. You know, shoving your face late at night with those peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Good, girl. You don't need to do that stuff because look at you. You're a pound less. And it's not even about the weight for me. It's literally about me feeling good and me feeling comfortable because I'm on camera. It's not a joke. The camera puts on 10 pounds. Like my mom said to me, she was watching me on Wendy Williams one day. And I was like, mom, do I look big? And she was like, well, you look thinner in person. And I was like, I know, but do I look big? And the answer to that was, so I, I, you know, because my work is so visual and it's just in your face on camera all the time, I realize that I really want to be in a good place with my body where I feel strong, where I feel sexy, where I feel like whatever I put on, I'm going to feel 100 in, you know, and that's my main thing. Like, I'm not one of those girls who like, I will never be skinny. Like, I will always have a little pooch. I'll always have some meat on me because I love food, but I also really love taking care of myself. And it's been this like whole new journey for me. It's been a, a whole new world. A dazzling place I never knew. 
little one. Sorry. But ever since I started being more conscious of that and not snacking on stuff, and when I go to the grocery store now, I'm not going to the snack section and picking out a lot of snacks that I should not be putting in my cart. I'm just picking out the fruits and the vegetables and the things that are going to feed me wholesome, nutritious meals. I also started taking vitamins. Oh my God, Ellie, who are you? I'm like, I know. I'm just so different. And it has like, you know, B12 in it. It has all the nutrients that I need that I, you know, even if I'm eating good foods, like I just want to take vitamins to make myself feel better. And it, you know, it's all these things, guys. It's all these things about taking care of yourself, about, you know, tapping into that self-love. And and my self-love, I'm going to keep learning how to love myself probably to the day I die. And it's a fascinating journey, but it's such a rewarding journey when you can sit back and be like, oh my God, I used to be like this. And it was such a negative or dark place or or a place where I wasn't thriving from. And now I'm just blossoming. And listen, there are days where I'm not blossoming, okay? There are days where, you know, the clouds come in and the rain pours and the mascara drips down my face into my mouth and I eat it. it there are days like that. But then there are also days where I like, wow, I feel like I really grew or I feel like I'm growing into somebody that I really would like. You know, don't you want to be like the person where I get so excited when I meet somebody and I'm like, wow, you're so cool and so chill. Like those are my favorite people where you can learn something from them, where they're inspirational, where where there's something about them that makes you want to be better. Those are the people that get me excited so much. And so I hope that I'm that person for you guys because I took a long time to start fixing myself and start really looking at my flaws and really looking at, at the kind of person that I want to be. And I think when I started, you know, really that self-love journey is when I really just started to become a beautiful butterfly and you can become that beautiful butterfly as well and so you know this is just me telling you okay guys this is the things i'm doing but i started the 60 second like instagram videos of like me cooking easy vegan recipes because everyone's always you know being like what do i eat i don't know i'm scared and it's like okay let me tell you guys let me show you it's not as expensive or hard as you think it is it's really not and so uh that's just like one of my thoughts of the week i'm really excited about this episode i sit down with my chef friend, restaurateur, TV personality, Eden Grinchpan, and she has a, a story that you will just wish you could rewind your life so you could do all the things that she's done. And uh, she just has a great story. Her energy is just a, one of a kind, is what I like to say about Eden. So please enjoy this episode of When I Grow Up. Oh my gosh, my special guest today, she is, okay, she's a TV personality, she is a chef, a restaurateur, a, a mother, a wife, and all around, you are one of the, the best energies I've ever met, Eden Grinchpan! Oh my god, stop, I'm so flattered, I feel the same about you! I feel that about you, I've always felt that about you. Oh, you too, babe. Um, Eden, welcome to When I Grow Up, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, Eden, let's just tell the audience and the good people at home how we know each other. Ellie and I, so Ellie, your role on VH1 Morning was, yeah. was like, were you, like, what, what I was they? The, I was the pop culture correspondent. So me okay. and Eden know pop each other. Pop culture yeah. correspondent. So Ellie was like a, like you were on VH1 Morning Buzz every day. Right. I was a guest co-host that would come mm -hmm. on once a week mm -hmm. and I would sit down with Nick and Michelle Buteau yep. um, or, you know, like some other guests that they would have um, and we would shoot this amazing live show together, yes. which was the first live show I've ever done. Right, and me too. Ugh, you're so good no, at it. No, you are so good. So it was VH1 
one big morning buzz live. It was their live show that they did five days a week. Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees was the host. Michelle Buteau was the co-host. And Eden would come on sometimes. And she would do cooking segments on the show, too. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was fun. And I remember when you would come in and you, first of all, Eden comes through everywhere dancing. That's like <laughs> that. And then she brings this energy and the whole room just lights the F up. Well, I don't know if, like, it's so funny because I do act crazy half the time and I do come in dancing. Uh-huh. I hope that that's how people respond. Yes. I, I, I hope they're not just like, what is this crazy bitch doing here? I'm just waking up. Which I'm sure has happened in the past, but you know what? Like, I'd rather them say that than yes. them say nothing at all. I'd, I want to have a reaction. Of course. <laughs> when was the first time that Little Eden was like, oh, food feels different to me than other people? You know, they weren't. Like, I grew up in Toronto, which is one of the most multicultural cities in the world. And my dad's Israeli. So, I don't know. I think he's always been really intrigued by different cuisines. And he always loved showing things to us and 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 introducing us to new flavors mm-hmm. so he would go out and bring back like these amazing persian flatbreads turkish delight baklava great nuts and spices and then he'd bring back like tongue sandwiches mm-hmm. and you know really unique things that i don't think like you know a lot of my friends were doing right so he really started me getting interested in and branching out and trying new flavors but neither one of my parents were necessarily like huge into cooking sure 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 um i fell in love with food in grade 10 oh when i discovered the food network and i would come home from school mm-hmm. and just watch hours and hours of food, food network, network. what and were just, you like, watching pigging out and eating like <laughs> ina garten okay, of, course, of course of course i want i want her and jeffrey's like life yes they're amazing yes they're they're they could you could say they are iconic in the food world of course so, like they're, everybody knows them oh my god everyone does yes. like i want to move to the hamptons with ido and just eat french food and drink wine Bless. and be fabulous sounds great um, uh, I love so this is Food Network Canada so the shows were different oh okay 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 okay. but so Jamie Oliver was on yes, Food Network Canada yes. who is honest to God to this day still I think number one food television chef he is such a rock star can I tell you I had my chef friend Esther Choi in here and she said the same thing she He's, said Jamie Oliver number one nobody tops him no because He's effortless Mm. and he's himself and his passion for food trumps everything. Mm -hmm. And he loves like he makes so many different cuisines and he's always kind of challenging himself. I I love him. Mm -hmm. So you were a Food Network freak. 30 minute meals, Iron Chef, the OG Iron Chef. Like when they would dub Uh, through the dubbing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I just loved it. And I started baking for my family and my Mm. sister loved all my cookies. And then I would be like... You know, I'd pick up like a Thai cookbook and I and I just I wanted I, I really it opened up this like this passion inside of you. And when it came time to apply for university, I was honestly I was a huge troublemaker growing up. You like, were. Oh, my God. You could not get me to sit in another freaking classroom and pretend to listen to the teacher. Well, were just, you a party girl, too? I you know, I wouldn't call it could be a fine. Yeah, totally. Like, please. <laughs> Hello. I love going out. And like listening to music mm. and kicking back. I, I, I had like a pretty like, you know, like busy social life, I'm sure. I love I think that personally I've always been kind of like a performer. Mm. Like I I grew up dancing and we would do like all these big like performances and and I did like musical theater and at camp I would always participate in like, you know, the plays and I always got the lead and it wasn't because I was the most talented. Uh-huh. I think it was just because I 
like was the loudest and the least embarrassed to be honest like i wouldn't call myself a good singer uh-huh. but like i was the lead of all of these singing like performances like <laughs> i i was sally bowles in cabaret that's amazing yeah and like i thought everyone was like shocked at how good i was mm-hmm. but they were probably shocked that i was the lead <laughs> like it was just like these like faces mm. um so when you were watching food network shows though did you was that the first time where you were like oh i could also cook and be on television like did that ever cross your mind you know when i was younger and this is before i actually did it i would be like if they can do it i can do yes, it yes like i really had that mentality mm. And then um, they put a camera in front of me and asked me to cook a meal and entertain them. And I was like sweating buckets. Who, who did? Like the first time I tried to oh, do oh, like oh, a yes, cooking yes, yes. demo. It what? It's hard. It is so hard. Like what these people do, like mm. what Rachel Ray does, mm-hmm. especially with her show now, like she is extremely talented mm-hmm. and can like juggle so many things at once without yeah. seeming like she is you know, entertaining. Yes. And she is entertaining yes. and also like producing on camera, basically. Like, it's so hard. People don't know. I, I'm sure when people watch you on TV, they just think, oh, look at her. She's just cooking. It's like, no, she's listening to the people in their in your ear. You know, you have the camera. Usually you're live because you do a lot of cook, cooking sh- uh, segments on morning shows. And it's like producers are like doing, doing crazy. Like so many things are going on. Oh, no. But like I think one of the hardest things are those cooking demos on live television or any of in front of a live audience because – not only do you have to get through the recipe and give your right. talking points mm-hmm. on what you're actually promoting, mm-hmm. but you also need to be entertaining yep. and you have to be charming. Right. Um, but you need to also get the point across and the food needs to come out. Also, you're not doing it by yourself. You usually have like, you, you do like the Kelly and Ryan shows. Mm-hmm. You have people next to you. So you have to do all of this and also communicate with these people who are not cooks like you. No, but actually I have to say when people are beside me, I feel like it's better. Oh, uh, you don't feel as alone. No, because I'm like, if something's going weird, I'll be like, hey, you get into that. Uh-uh. And then it adds like the kind of you know, the personality that they're sure. looking for because we're acting like if some, you know, once I tried to turn a blender on and it didn't turn on, I'm like, pretend this is on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then this is what the sauce looks right, like. Right, 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 I also right. think almost kind of like the things that don't go right are the charming bits. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you, keep, what, what, you mean you plan a charming bit? No, like oh, if oh. something doesn't work out, uh-huh. I'm almost like, Okay, it makes me relatable. Whoever's watching at home is going to be like, this is hilarious. If you can laugh it off, they can laugh it off. Yeah, totally. If you can't, then it gets awkward. Mm. You have to be like good. And I think that's what VH1 did for me. Mm -hmm. Is it kind of teaches you how to roll with the punches live and just like kind of like move on to the next thing and not make a big deal about everything. And now for most people at home, they probably have never done live TV. Live TV, if (laughs) if you could describe live TV in like three words, what would they be? Well, I first of all, I just want to say what you and I did live is very different because you were like you you had to be like yourself live and charming, but you also had to read the teleprompter. Right. I I wasn't like you had that, which is honestly, that's more terrifying for me than just like being like candid. Mm -mm, I see what you're saying. Because you have we have things to. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. you don't get that and you're like, uh, scroll back, scroll back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back, back, back. Yeah, like, and they're like, no, <laughs> I know. this is it. Um, I think the most terrifying thing is sometimes I would think to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, they're trusting me not to say the F word right now. And I totally could. <laughs> like, deep down inside, I'm like, what if your I said rebel, this? Your, your high school rebel yeah. is coming out. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what if I said this right now? <laughs> like, knowing that I have the power to just, like, mm-hmm. say whatever mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. live. 
Because when you're edited, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And if they're like, um, that's not going in there, you're like, oh, cool. Let's get it out. Let's go. We graduated high school. You're like, what am I going to do with my life? And so what happened at that point? So I'm, I look at my parents and I'm like, please, I can't. I can't sit in a class mm-hmm. and like pretend to listen to a teacher mm-hmm. for another four years. Like I listen, listen, I don't think university's for everyone. Great. And like I just don't learn that way. I'm a very physical like I need to experience things for t- for them to digest into my my brain. I see. Like I'm a physical learner. And you I'm tangible a physical, too. tangible, uh-huh. visual learner. Mm. If someone's standing in front of a board and telling me before seeing yep. it, I can't. Yeah, that's me. So my dad's like, why don't you go to culinary school? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then he's like, you should go to London. You should go to Le Cordon Bleu. Like he literally planted. Wow. Not just culinary school, but Le Cordon Bleu and London into my brain. Okay, shout out to dad. I know. Go dad. He's the best. Okay, so when he said this to you, were you like, oh, oh okay. I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it, you know, if you think about it, it was super terrifying, terrifying because I didn't know – what kind of students were going to be there? Like, were they going to be people who already knew how to cook? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I basically, like, taught myself how to make, like, a shortbread cookie and, like, oh a, like a Thai stir fry. And I was like, I'm going to culinary school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so I was really terrified, but like I found that it was like a class for beginners and they taught us all the knife skills. So the course that I took, mm-hmm. it wasn't like um, the super hard extensive course. I actually uh, made it longer and my days were like, instead of going like Monday to Friday, I did, you know, I started with pastry, uh, sorry, I started with cuisine and it was three days a week. So I had to find I a see. job part time. Mm-hmm. And then for pastry, it was three days a week. So I had to find part time. Like it was... Which is actually great because I feel like, especially in this industry, you learn so much by working in the kitchen. Mm. You know, it's one thing, like, unless you don't want to be like a cook in a kitchen, it doesn't really matter. But working in a, a kitchen is completely different than cooking a meal at home. Right. So it was really great experience for me to work in kitchens and to find out kind of the lifestyle, um, work with the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very, at that time, like, I find that most of the chefs that I worked with were just like wild, kind of like, you know, a lot of them were like real troublemakers. Listen, everyone was drinking and I watched a lot of cooking shows and people in the kitchen, these are not these are not fair weather. These are not introverts. These are you guys are bosses. okay? and you have very, very straightforward personalities. And it's like it's my way or the highway. Like it's 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 it must be a tense place to put all those strong people into one room and you got to make something work. Uh, Absolutely. Especially at the beginning. I found that even more so because I do feel like the industry has changed a bit, yes, uh, which is amazing, and it and hopefully it continues, you know, to change to kind of be more like obviously, like easier for women, um, work life balance. Hopefully, getting a little bit better mm-hmm. because being a chef is very difficult. Demanding, like, it's insanely demanding. Most of the kitchens you work in are like in the basement, no windows, mm-hmm. fluorescent lighting, right. on your feet for hours, mm-hmm. like just doing like tedious, shitty jobs for a long time. Um, but you know, I think a lot of, you know, whoever like makes this like a full living and this is what they do every day, like all hats to uh, all hats off yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, like yeah. they're really like in my book, like that's like a, that's a hard worker. But it's also very sacrificial. Yeah. Like you sacrificed oh, yeah. most everything. No, if you're going to do this for a living, um, you usually have to sacrifice, you know, your like family time, right. holidays, 
uh, weddings, like, you know, all that, yeah. all that like stuff. So after London and after you got the whole college experience, were yeah. you like, dude, you had your like your spatula and your fork. You're like, I'm I'm going to New York. Like, what was it? No, 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 no. I call my parents and I'm like, I don't want to be a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, no, this is not this for is not me. <laughs> I'm like, I love food, but I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, after moving to London and being able to travel throughout Europe while I was living there as well, I would do like little trips on the weekends. I got the travel bug. Oh my and God. also I started learning about food through culture, like different travels yes. and cuisines and cultures and all that. So, so your palate is expanding. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going on a trip. And I ended up going on a trip to India. Um, it's It was with this organized group called Leap Now. And I liked it because, you know, it was like, a group like I couldn't I didn't know India well enough to go by myself mm. so I like the idea of going with a group to kind of guide me and like really teach me about India culture like you know I, I went with such a blank slate like I, I was so excited to wow. just absorb all this and oh have someone God. teach me I did a trek like kind of to the base of the Himalayas which was amazing um, I lived with um a Tibetan family in like the oh Dalai God. Lama's temple God, for two are weeks. You I me? ate dinner every night with like eight monks. I hate you. It was right now. it was an, it was amazing. <gasps> like no one really spoke English, and we would like bond over like buttered tea, which is really intense tea. Mm-hmm. It's like salty, I've heard of this tea. buttery yes, yes, yak yes. tea. And um, so it was just basically like human connection. Yeah, that it was amazing. Was, it was wow. amazing, and. And I and I volunteered in orphanages and like I, I volunteered at Mother Teresa's hospice. Like it was really like an eye opening. Wow. Like really just life changing like grounding like experience. So so far your life's been pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I was lit the whole time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, it was like I just kind of let you know, I, I was just like traveling and experiencing and my parents, they just know me and they knew that this is kind of the way I needed to get my education, yes. which was like working and traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in Israel for a year working and living with my cousin, who's one of my best friends. So we had the best time. And I ended up saving enough money to go back to India and I brought her with me. So you were like, I can't wait to go back to no, India. No, like I went to India for three months. I moved to Israel to save up and live there and work. And wow. then I went back to India. Wow. For just vacationing or to live there? No, to backpack. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm backpacking India. Wow. Like I did it with that group for three months. I could do it by myself. I got this. Wow. And I went, I, I, I backpacked with Chen for like a month and a half. And um, and then she, like, the last stop she went on was Rishikesh, which mm-hmm. is where the orphanage was. And she left me there, and I ended up spending, like, three months there, basically, like, by myself. With I the had or- no idea. Yeah, in, in the orphanage. And they had this cafe there uh-huh. that was donated. Someone, like, built it for them, mm-hmm. but it wasn't being run. And I'm like, I just graduated culinary school. I'm going to open this cafe for them. No way. Yeah. So I ended up... Like, I put together a menu. I started shopping. We got signs. We promoted the whole cafe with the kids running around Rishikesh. And my dad had this great idea of filming it. He's like... You should get a camera and film that. I, I can't with your dad. You're not a Grinch fan. <laughs> your dad. Your dad, before you're born, you're like, he wrote your entire life out. I know. Oh it's my crazy. Okay, I don't so, know yeah. how he, th- he's such a, Ugh, like a visionary. He's the best. So he's like, get a camera. And I was like, dad, I'm so busy. I have no time for this. He's like, you should really do this. So I ended up filming the process. I opened it. I ran it for three months. Like, I don't know if it's still open. I did hear it was continuing, like, you know, to bring in business for a bit. 
or maybe it still does. I have mm. no idea. I haven't mm. been back in a while. Mm. But um, I ended up, after that, I continued backpacking through Southeast Asia. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move to New York. Oh, my God. I just, like, I just, there were no plans. Dude, I love your spirit. Kind of, I, <laughs> I love your spirit. Okay. Well, it's just kind of like, I don't know. Why not? Like, for me, it's like, let's just do it. I, I just felt like if I didn't do it, I'd probably, I don't know. I just wasn't ready to go back to Toronto and... Like, you know, I loved cooking, but I wanted to figure my next move. I moved there. Um, I, I went to ICE for the management program, Institute of Culinary Education. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I'm like, one day I'll have a restaurant. I'll figure this out. <laughs> and then, and also I kind of needed like a reason to be in the States because I'm Canadian. Right. And then I got a job at Baby Cakes. Yes, yes. So, Can you tell uh, the listeners what Baby Cakes is? So Baby Cakes is a vegan, gluten-free bakery <gasps> in the Lower East Side. So I was working in front of the house, and um, she like she ended up sponsoring me for a visa to work there with her. So I worked there for a while with wow. her. Yeah, which is, thank you, Erin McKenna. Yeah, she gave me like her. a really, um, you know, a step up to be able to be here. And while I was there... Um, I ended up getting my video. So this is also like a little bit of a crazy story to make this story even longer. Uh, my mom calls me. Here comes Reva. Here comes my Reva. mom. My mom calls me and she's like, did you see the article in the Times today? And I was like, um, no, what's up? She's like, there's a, this huge agent named John Rosen. Mm -hmm. He represents like Rachel Ray, Giada, like all those people. She's like, why don't you, the address is there. She's like, why don't you bring that video from India to no this agent? And I'm like, mom, I'm really busy frosting cupcakes. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Like, no one's going to take a meeting with me. <laughs> Literally two days later, I get dressed up. I bring my resume. I bring my video. Yes. I go to WME. Yes. I walk to the front desk. I'm no. like, I'm here to see John Rosen. They're like, I'm sorry, who are you? I'm like, my name's Eden. Like, I didn't even give the phone. They're like, uh, no, uh, you can't come in. You don't have a meeting. If you have something for them, drop it off in the garage. Like, I'm dressed up in heels Wait, and a jacket. Incredible. Like, I have my hair done. Um, so I go to the garage. I drop it off. I don't think anything of mm -hmm. it. Literally nothing. Two weeks later, I get a call no. and I get a miss. It's a missed call. I get a voicemail. Hi, Eden. This is Josh Bider. I'm an agent at WME. Oh we saw your tape. We would love for you to come in and we want to talk to you about Holy like, next crap. steps. I'm like, I'm like, wah! Like, I called my mom crying. She was in, no one picked up. I called <laughs> everyone in my family. No one picked up. I'm crying like on the floor of my studio apartment being like, what's life? What's life? What is this? Um, anyways, I went in. And it was amazing. They were like, listen, we think you have potential. Now you have to go and come up with a show idea. Show idea, right, so, right, right. So, okay. The, like, the gold, the gift is there. But now I'm like, well, yeah. what do I... Like, yeah. coming up with a show idea, like, Ellie, is oh, it not yes. the hardest thing ever? It is ever. the hardest. Coming Everything up with a show. About it. Oh, the hook? If I have to talk mm -hmm. about the hook. <laughs> one more one time. One more time. I hate that. I hate that word. <laughs> I hate the word. But what's the hook? What's the hook? Mm. So you start now. Now I'm in this like okay. creative zone. Well, yes. Um, so I start sending them all these ideas. I'm like, what about me cooking in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. And like, no idea what I'm talking about. And they're like, capture the India vibe. Ooh. You have to capture this. Long story short, I'm like, no idea what to do. One day this woman walks in mm -hmm. with a huge camera. Like, okay. you know, she works in the industry. Uh-huh. And in baby cakes. She walks into baby uh -huh. cakes. I'm like frosting cupcakes, uh -huh, uh -huh. like sweating, wearing my uniform. And I look over and I'm like, you. <laughs> and she's like, hello. I'm like, I need you. I need you. <laughs> like, 
That was like basically amazing. The, and she's like, um, okay. And I was like, what do you do? Mm. Are do you, are you like do you shoot? Like I didn't know the terms. Yeah. Anyways, um, she's like, yeah, I'm a cinematographer. I do this for a living. I shoot this. I shoot this. I shoot this. I'm like, what's your email? I'm sending you a video. Like, do you want to create a show with me? Like, I didn't even wow. know. Like, honestly, You're I did so not know. Ballsy. It's amazing. I didn't know. I I saw her and I'm like, it's this is a sign. Yes. And anyways, we ended up meeting. She loved the idea. Her and I started filming. And together, we created the show Eat and Eats. Yes. And we brought it to WME. And they partnered us with a production company. Holy crap. And then we sold it to the Cooking Channel. Yep. And so I had Eat and Eats. And then shortly after that, we sold Log On and Eat with Eden, which is, I'm sorry, it was way before its time. And I think right now it would have been even better. Mm. But it was about interviewing online food personalities yep, that, and like finding about finding out about their lives and how they got into their that's a good name log in with eat and eat log on and eat that's with so good nova's bakery works 24 7 to make bread using old european methods the result is a huge variety of all natural preservative free bread can i tell you when i lived in my first apartment on the upper east side uh, my roommate and i would watch TV all the time, a lot of cooking shows. And I put your show on, Eat and Eats, yeah. and I was watching you. And I was texting with my friend in Texas, and I was like, oh, I'm watching the show called Eat It. It was called Eat and Eats. Yeah. And she was like, dude, I always said that like you and Eden would probably get along because your personalities. And I was like, dude, she's amazing on camera. And oh, she's like, stop. yeah. And you're you were so, you were so likable. Aww. And you never felt, because you're like a hot girl. But oh you never, God, you are please. Eden. You are Eden. You never, <laughs> I never felt like, like you, you were a hot, hot girl I cooking. Say hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too, me too, for yeah. me. But anyways, okay, so the show was great. I just want to let you know that. I, still, I still love the idea. It's a great it idea. super great, especially right now. Yes. I think that show would be fucking fierce. It would. Um, anyways, and then we did log on and eat with Eden. And then after that, I was kind of like in this group of like TV hosts and then, and I circulated through the food network, like as a judge, like for sugar showdown, donut showdown. Um, like I was like, I was on beat Bobby Flay. Yes. And then, like, did you beat Bobby Flay? No, no. I was one of the judges. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it, got it, got it like, got it, got yeah. It. Like the last thing I ever want to do is like <laughs> yeah. cook against beat Bobby, be, uh, beat Bobby, cook against Bobby on yeah. like national television. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would just look at him and be like. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just hug him and probably walk off stage. Anyways, so, um, and then I became a judge on Chopped Canada, and that led to hosting Top Chef Canada, which I do now. Okay, before we get into that, because that's an awesome fact, when you were judging, all, and you were on all these cooking shows, tell us what it's like being on a TV cooking show as a judge, because, girl, I watch a lot of shows, and I'm always thinking, what's going on behind the scenes? Like, what is this like? Okay, so being a judge, first of all, I'm always, like, it's such a privilege. It's honestly, like, I'm so flattered when I get to eat, judge, host, anything, um, because these chefs are incredible, and they really put themselves out there, mm -hmm. and it's really, it's, a re it's really difficult to cook on television. Like, yeah. There's, you know, especially like for chop, like they give you like 20 minutes to come yeah. up with like an amazing dish, right? With crazy right. ingredients. Um, and Top Chef Canada, like, you know, you don't think about it, but they, they really do give you a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. The stakes are super high. You're competing against the best chefs. There's a million cameras on you, which also adds to the pressure. The lights, studio lights, yep, yep. you're sweating buckets. And on top of that, you're cooking. Like, we have amazing guests. Like, you're cooking for some of the biggest mentors, yep. like the biggest chefs, people 
These people, when I tell them the names of the guests that come on, they're like freaking out. <laughs> oh my God. Freaking out. Like these are big names. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's, it's really, really crazy. But when you're sitting there judging, like I have to be honest, these, these chefs are doing a great job, like uh -huh. for how long they have. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, they try and producers try and make sure that you get the food right away so uh -huh. that it doesn't sit and That's you don't eat it cold. That's what I'm always thinking. I'm like, do they, do they judges eat it cold? Because you guys have to film all these things in between. No, well, they're, they, they make an effort great. to make sure that the food comes out fast, uh, fast and fresh because... That's, you know, the chef works their ass off. Mm. The last thing they want is for you guys to try the food, you know, cold. Like as a cook, when you when you cook, when you watch your food sit yeah. in front of someone, Killing you. It, it kills you. The food's dying. You're dying. <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. And it's not fair, especially because mm. they've worked so hard. So um, so they, they, they really try and get the food to you as fast as possible. Okay. So you do, you're doing all this stuff, and then Top Chef Canada approaches you. They're like, hey, we loved you as a judge. Would you want to host? Um, no. Th what happened was, so they've had like uh, five or six seasons before, mm -hmm. and they were rebooting. So it's been years since they were, they've been recording. And I get an email from one of the producers that I work with on CHOP being like, are you in Toronto? And it was weird that I was. He's like come do an audition for Top Chef Canada host. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, fuck, are you kidding? Mm. Like, no way, no way. Like, I've never been scripted before. I was like shitting my pants. Oh my God. I'm like, is this teleprompter? They're like, no. I'm like, please don't make me memorize. I am like, <laughs> my brain is literally poop in the gutter. Remember you told me when I told you I was an actor, you're like, how do you like memorize? I don't know how stuff? people memorize anything. <laughs> like my brain is actually garbage. <laughs> like it, it, especially after giving birth now, like I have no brain. So anyways, I went in and they just gave me a bunch of lines to like, you know, record to camera. And then like, a week or so later, they're like, okay, you ready to shoot this show? I was like, what? Welcome to the Top Chef Canada finale. Only four chefs remain. One will win the grand prize. I could not believe it. Oh like, I was shocked. I'm still shocked. <laughs> like, we've shot three seasons. I know, you've shot mad seasons. Yeah, we've shot three seasons. It's honestly one of my favorite gigs of all time. Oh, that's I amazing. absolutely, like... The production company I work with, I love the producers, like that's directors, awesome. everyone's incredible. My team, like the all the judges mm -hmm. I'm in love with. I love them. They're so amazing. So this is one of your favorite gigs of all time. But on top of this, you have a million other things going on. So I'm a co-founder. I'm the co-founder. Uh, co Samantha Wasser and I are both co-founders of Des. It's a contemporary Middle Eastern restaurant in Nolita. Um, a, a dream that happened way earlier in my life than I than I anticipated it mm. to happen. Like I really didn't think that I would be a part of opening a restaurant for a long time, uh, but the opportunity presented itself, and I partnered with E Squared Hospitality, yep. and you know they're they're amazing. Like this is what they do: they open restaurants and they know everything I don't know because I have so many other projects. I have this team that run it. Like opening a restaurant, running a restaurant. It takes a million people for yep. this to, to mm -hmm. be a success and for it to run and be smooth. And they're like, they do an amazing job. I feel That's very, so very lucky. And yeah. then I also saw you on the Today Show the other day. Yeah. So we're promoting the restaurant constantly, you know, <sighs> like it's, it's, 
It's something that like, you know, I'm super proud of. I get, the menu is basically like food that I cook at home for my friends and family. And mm. now I get to share it with all of New York. Like anyone that wants to come can come and eat at, you know, basically my kitchen. Amazing. And that's what it feels like. Everything's super fresh. You know, I'm not, I cook Middle Eastern food and I'm not vegetarian or vegan or whatever. But when I looked at the menu after I developed it, like, Almost all of it was vegetarian wow. with an insane amount of vegan dishes, mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. ton of gluten-free dishes. Okay, so I can go and eat. Yes. Okay, I'm, I want to come. There's, you know, it's, it's Middle Eastern food is so veg vegetable heavy. Yes. Um, and it just lends itself to so many different diets. Amazing. And I, it happened that way organically and yes. naturally. And on top of that, I added a build your own bowl element, which is great so that anyone that has any dietary restriction can do whatever they want. Yes. And the restaurant's name is Des. It's in Lolita. Nolita. Yeah. So come. Uh, Eden, now we are entering a segment, the last segment of our whole thing called I'm relatable. Okay. Okay. God. It's 10 questions in 10 seconds. It's actually not in 10 seconds. This is how we're going to end the show. Are you ready? You're, you have to answer as fast as you can. Oh, my God. That's the point of the show, I the, get like, the segment. I get, like, really stressed out for this stuff. Have you ever thought about quitting the whole thing? Oh, my God. Honestly, sometimes I feel like it would be so amazing to just pick all of my shit up, Edomi and Ave, and run away. <laughs> yep. And just not Think answer another lot. email ever yep. again. <laughs> yep. And just, like, be new people in a new space. Yep. I'll, I'll see you on that island. Uh, how do you feel when people say to you, oh, my God, dude, you're killing it? You know, obviously, I, you know, it's it's positive and I feel great. But I do feel like, you know, I don't want it to seem, um, you know, my brand is about being relatable. Yeah. And I know that everyone sees all the successes. But I do think I, sh I could get better at talking about when things don't work. And, like, I have failed many times. And I do fail kind of all the time like i i have people got like surrounding me that i i try and i don't like keeping yes people around me i like people being very honest Ooh, like yes. i am a big believer of that because it pushes you to do better yes um but for all the successes that you see there's like 10 fails behind that yes, absolutely and i think people need to know that yes oh i love that let's put that in quotes people what is the top characteristic a tv chef should have i think can multitasking yeah. be like the number one? Absolutely. And um, I think um, you have to be charming. Yes. Do you ever get jealous? Absolutely. You do. How oh, do you yeah. get over jealousy? Um, I turn off Instagram. <sighs> I honestly think Instagram is the best place and also the worst place for yes. everyone. Yes. Because all you do is scroll through mm -hmm. people's achievements mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it can... Like, I think naturally as human beings, we look at other people's successes and you're like, well, why isn't that happening to me? Why am I like, every, by the way, everyone has this, even the most successful people in the world. It's just how we are wired as people. Yes. So I think taking breaks from social media and also counting your blessings. What's the best compliment you consistently get? You make me smile. You make me laugh. Uh, best advice you can give to people who don't handle haters well? Ignore. Yes, just ignore, just guys. Just ignore. Don't engage. Don't. It's I've not never, worth it. I've never engaged. Um, and if it's a comment that's really, really mean, I delete it and yeah. I block them. Yeah. On a scale from one to ten, how real do you keep it? Ten. Yeah, you do. Um, if you could have a TV show with any other TV chef, who would it be? Jamie Oliver. Yes. What do you want people to know about being a restaurateur slash TV chef? None of it is done by myself. Mm. It takes an army. It, like, it... 
it takes all the the cooks in the kitchen, every moving person, all counts. the entire team front of the house, the corporate chefs, um, the entire hospitality group, my business partner. It, it takes everyone to make this mm. work. It's nothing is done by myself. What's one thing you wish you told your younger self? Like everything will happen in its right time. Yes, Take a breath. Yes. And last question. Did you enjoy your time with me? Of course. Thank you. I miss you. Um, Eden, you are wonderful. And the, the, the world is your damn oyster, girl. No pun intended. Okay. Uh, where can people find you? Um, well, on Instagram yep. at Eden Eats. You can follow along on my stories because I'm I pretty much like document like my life there. Yeah. Um, or come visit me at Des, 227 yes. Mulberry Street. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to When I Grow Up. Until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye. 